0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Running the 615 Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Jones. It has been a minute since our last episode, and by a minute, I mean more like four months. Uh, It was a bit of a summer break here, if you will, uh, for Running the 615 Podcast, but we are back now and uh, super excited. We have several new episodes coming your way over the next few months, so please keep your eyes out for those. It's great to be back, uh, and episode 27 is a delight. Our guest is Kevin in Durham Queen. Kevin, as many of you know, is the lead pastor at Cross Point Church here in Nashville. He's a phenomenal pastor uh, and such an enjoyable speaker to listen to and watch every Sunday. Back earlier this year, my wife and I were doing just that. We were sitting at home on a Sunday morning watching the Cross Point service online. Kevin told a story about a challenge that he and his wife put out there for their two boys, Durham and Bolton. They challenged both of them to run one mile every day for a year. They also put an incentive out there of $1,000 cash if they were able to complete it. I had so many thoughts that went through my head when I heard Kevin talking about this super cool challenge. My first thought was what awesome parents they are and what an awesome idea. Then I thought about how difficult it would be to do anything every single day for a year. Then I thought about how many laws I would break for $1,000 back when I was a kid. Uh, And then I thought about what great kids Durham and Bolton must be to take this challenge on. And then I finally thought, I need to make sure we get these boys in some Brooks running shoes stat. So that is how we got to this episode. Uh, It's how it came to be. Shortly after watching that service, I reached out to Kevin and told him that I would love to meet up one day and get his boys some Brooks running gear to wear on their runs. I ended up meeting uh, with Kevin and Durham earlier this summer, and we sat down and chatted for a while. It was a few weeks before Durham was set to run for the 365th day in a row, uh, and you could see how excited he was. Uh, It was super fun meet and greet for sure, and to no surprise, Kevin and Durham were both awesome guys to chat with. When I first heard Kevin talking about the challenge, I just wanted to, you know, hook the boys up with some Brooks gear and and help them along their way. But after meeting them and talking to them, I was like, "Ah, man, this has got running the 615 written all over it. So here we are. In this episode, we talk about Kevin and Durham, of course, and the one-year running challenge. We talk about Kevin's running career. We talk about Kevin and his family moving to Nashville and joining Crosspoint and how that came to be. Uh, We talk about what led Kevin to the ministry, we talk about music, we talk to Durham uh, about how we are both so excited that Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan, and we talk about much, much more. I will say, I'm not sure if Durham has ever listened to a Running the 615 episode or not, but he absolutely crushed this interview. Uh, Such awesome answers from a great kid, and I'm happy to say a now-converted Brooks Running Shoe ambassador. Kevin Queen is married to his wife, Ree. They have four kids, daughters Raleigh and Camden, and of course their two sons, Durham and Bolton. Kevin, as I mentioned, is a very talented pastor and just an awesome guy. I'm so glad I was able to meet with him in Durham, and I'm so grateful that they agreed to let me interview them and and be a part of this episode. It's an inspiring story about, uh, about running and just the positives it can bring to your life. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to this podcast. Please give it a review or a referral to a friend if you don't mind. Certainly appreciate that. Okay, here we go. Episode 27 Cross Point Pastor Kevin Queen and his super cool son Durham Queen. Hello everyone. Welcome back to running the 615 podcast. This is Drew Jones. This is episode 27. Uh, glad you guys are here. This is the second time we've had two guests here. I'm sitting across from Kevin Queen, his son, Durham Queen, and uh, we're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about Nashville. We're going to talk about music like we always do, but I'm really excited to have you guys here. Kevin, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, So good to be here. I want to thank you for having us on. Love the vision behind this podcast and what you're doing, and I'd and, uh, love to be able to sit with Durham and kind of talk story and, and share a little bit about it as well. So for thanks sure. for sure, Durham
0: is going to be the hero of this yeah, podcast with, right. with what he accomplished. And, and we'll get there real quick. Kevin, since you got the microphone, you know we've got two guests. We're going to pass it back and forth. We'll start with you. Just as far as running is concerned, what's your what's your first memory you have of yeah. running?
1: Well, I remember running for sports, but I think my first real uh, memory of running um, as a sport uh, was when I was running with my wife. Um, we had just graduated high school and she would run every day. And I learned that if I was going to get time with her, I was going to have to, we were, she was teaching, you know, I was working at uh, in, in construction. I was like, we are going to get time together i'm going to have to run with her so it was running with her i just had to jump in at her pace and so it right. was it was pretty uh, miserable starting out but i was i was chasing her and guilt
0: diaz uh, chart that's right that's so she how she was I'm my at, motivation that's yeah. how i met birdie i was that's like it. hey want to go run <laughs> yeah like right. love it running's my favorite that's great yeah uh, awesome so that was your first memory let's 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 ask durham here durham do you remember starting with your running career do you remember how old you were when you went on like your first like run run
2: um, I was probably eight or nine and it was a uh, 5k at like, um, like, um, a team in Gwinnett, like their baseball stadium is like around it. It was really fun though. It was for a uh, charity or something like that.
0: So first run out of the gate was basically a 5k mm-hmm. race. You're like, I feel good yeah. about this. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And you were how old now? Um, I'm 14. So you got a five year running career Mm -hmm. basically already under your belt. What do you remember about that? Like your first like run was not only a run, but it was actually a race. You said you liked it. That's good.
2: Um, but my feet were hurting very bad. I probably didn't have the best shoes on. Well,
0: we've, we've remedied that to (laughs) some extent. That's good. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that for sure. Um, so we, we're gonna, we're gonna ask your dad about this. You did a one year challenge where you ran every day for a year and we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna ask you, Kevin, first. How where was the where did the idea come from? Like how to, how did this come to be? Put this challenge out there. I'm gonna yeah. kind of dangle this in front of my kids and, and see see how they respond.
1: You know, I think um, I think just knowing the value of discipline. Like I think that discipline is the difference maker for life dreams. For like whatever your goal is, it's really dif- discipline. And then also having having grace. You know, grace for yourself when you when you don't do it perfectly, when you do mess up or do miss a day. But it's that discipline of like what do you do every single. And I think it's what you do daily that makes a difference. So I think it's small wins every single day over time that really makes a difference in leadership and life and relationships is doing the daily. And so, um, my wife, Ree, like she's the most disciplined person that I know, you know, and, uh, and she grew up with a twin. So she's had a twin, um, you know, her whole life. So there's always kind of been that accountability and at right. the same time that um that discipline. And so they worked out together every day. And uh, and so I've always she's inspired me when it comes to discipline, when it comes to running, when it comes to working out and just not not missing. And, um, and so I started to think like what you know, and Durham's already by nature, um, he is a he's pretty driven and, uh, he'll set a goal and he'll, he'll accomplish it. But I was like, if you ran every day to run a mile every single day for an entire year, like that's cause you got all four seasons, you know, in Tennessee, like yeah. it can get warm and it can get pretty cold. And so just thinking that would, that would take a lot of heart. That would take a lot of discipline. And so put it out there, you know, for the boys, if they wanted to take up and they, they did. Now, what was interesting when we first moved to Nashville, we were living over in uh, we were living in 12 South area and I, uh, and I put the challenge out there and we actually moved here. And I I think i put i put the challenge out there january 1 then okay. and uh so they came back and the first like the second day we got back it snowed like it was snowing and it was like, like good call that yeah, yeah that one that year it didn't it didn't last uh well at all but uh you know and they kind of fell off so i was like let's do it let's give one more try and uh, give another opportunity and and durham and bolton were takers so
0: yeah man well i don't know of i can't guarantee that i've brushed my teeth every day for a year <laughs> like a 365 day challenge is a lot i look this up durham a by, based on the U.S. Uh, running Streak Association, which is an association, it exists. The qualifications to be in a running streak is to run at least one mile a day every day calendar year. So like we talked about when we first met, you are officially a running streak member. Tell me about it. Let's let's talk about when it it first got started. What was your thoughts when your dad's like, hey, I want you to run a mile every day for a year? Like, where's your mind go?
2: Well, so I remember we were at our friend's house and we were having dinner. My dad was just, he just threw it out there. And I was like, I can do this. Like, I, I think I can do it. And then we started talking about it more and more, and we were like, okay, we're gonna start in a month. And so I was just like, uh, it, I was like, this is gonna be challenging, but I I can set aside 10 minutes, maybe less, to run a mile every day and get that sweet money, you know? And yeah. we so, didn't talk
0: about that. There was monetary mm-hmm. uh, in there $1,000, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. again, I'd brush my teeth every day for $1,000. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So that goal's there. And do you remember having like more of a sense of, you know excitement about it or more like like I know I can do this but this is going to be work too uh
2: more like I know I can do this but it's going to be work like I wasn't I wasn't super excited but I was like excited for the outcome and what's going to happen at the end sure but uh, yeah I was like I just gotta run every day and just put my mind to it. Right, just do it.
0: So you're going through it. Tell me, do you remember like maybe a, a rough run that you had or a rough day that you're just like, man, I this is this is not the day for for a run.
2: Um. Yes. Yeah, so it was it was my birthday run. It was February 18th, and it was snowing and everything. And I was at my friend's house, and all I had were some Vans. And they were wet, so I had my heels out of the vans. Like slip-on vans? uh, Well, yes. There you go. They were icy and they were wet, so I couldn't put my whole foot in the van. So I had my heels out of the vans. I was running on the streets, and it was icy and it was just conditions on at an all-time low basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: pretty much like cross-country skiing with vans yes on. yeah yes not easy mm-hmm. so flip that do you remember like you know do you have one or two runs that you're just like man like i am i'm loving doing this this is fun i feel good i've got a guess about one of them that i know mm-hmm. i'm sure was really fun <laughs> but do you have a couple that stick out that just like you were in in the groove if you will
2: um, well, definitely the last one. The last one's always the best one because I mean, it was my fastest one, and I just felt really good. But then there were um, I guess there was like I guess the beach runs were the best, like it was near the start, and I was running on the beach and I mean, like, near the beach, and it was just... Scenery uh, was awesome, mm-hmm, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And so during these runs throughout the year, like, I'm sure you did some of them solo, ran with your mm-hmm. dad, ran with your mom, like, a lot of mm-hmm. different different people with you throughout mm-hmm. this. And your brother, your brother did as well, younger brother. Yeah. Did you do a lot of runs with him because you guys were, were in it together?
2: I did, prob- I did probably maybe a third of them or, I don't know, a fifth of them, something like that. Right. Not all of them, but a good bit.
0: That's good. good. There, there's, uh, there's help in numbers when it yeah. comes to running, for sure. Sometimes it can take your mind off it. So tell me about the last run. Last run was great. I've seen a video of it. Your parents did a great job. You know, it was, it, it was exciting, man. I was, I was in a different state watching it, and I got <laughs> fired up watching it. Tell me, tell me what you remember about that day.
2: Um, I remember waking up, and I was just getting my mind repaired. I walked downstairs, and everybody was like, it's the day, it's the day. And I, I just stretched a little bit put my earbuds in, and I just started running. And it was just, it was probably the best one because I was just like, I got to keep on going. This is my last one. I got to do better than I have. And it was just like an extra, like, motivation that you could, like, I was like, I can do better. So then I ran. And I didn't know that everybody was going to be at the end. I just thought it was going to just be my siblings and my parents. so. It was, it was, and I started smiling and it was just amazing.
0: And then you ran your fastest of the 365 mm-hmm. runs, number 365 was the fastest. And what, what was the time?
2: 647 or 6, yeah, something like
0: that. Man, Mm -hmm. sub Mm 7 after running 364 days in a year. That is super impressive. And when you got done, like, I mean, you know, feeling, I'm sure you felt like, yeah, I got, you know, I I know I got a little bit more money than I did before I started (laughs) this, but like a really Mm -hmm. just like euphoria, I bet.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it felt really good. It it was just amazing.
0: Did you thank your dad for such a great idea after that? You're like, "Hey, that was awesome," or you're like, "Hey, give me my money."
2: I I thanked him. I thanked, (laughs) and then I wanted my money. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's super cool, man. I mean, really, like it's 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 not easy to do anything. 365 days in a year, running absolutely presents its challenges, and you know, doing it every day in a year. Did you have some days where you did run more than a mile? Or most of the time you tried to keep it keep it at the sweet spot?
2: Um. So when I would run with my dad, we'd run on these trails, and they were probably two and a half, three miles. So I ran that probably, I guess, 10 times out of 365 days. Right. So, yeah. And then there were some days that I was just like, I'll run a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: feeling the juice so now you're removed from it you did it awesome accomplishment are were you like don't care if I run ever again that's it I know I'm only 14 my running career mm-hmm. is over it was a total success story but it's over <laughs> or are you or did you feel like man there, there's part of running that that I enjoy
2: um well so I haven't Uh, I've run probably, I ran the trails like twice since then. I haven't run at all. But I do like, I used to not like running. But after that, I kind of have found this like and love of running. And because it's kind of just your own space and everything. So I probably keep on running. I I like it. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, well said, Durham. Mm -hmm. Kevin, tell me just a little bit about how you were feeling while this was going on. You're watching your boys do this. I mean, you came up with the idea, which is awesome. Like, I remember when you presented it and talked about it on on one of the services, like, golly, what, what a cool idea. And I even said, like, I know he's sitting, but I was like, what a great dad. Like, what, what, what just like, what a cool idea like what where where are you like want to get started as it's going on and then you know just kind of watching watching your boys do this
1: yeah so i mean it was I took great joy at first. I think we probably, I would run with them occasionally. And then over time, you know, I would kind of my own workout schedule and they had theirs. And so, but, uh, but trying to cheer them on and trying to hold them accountable. And, and then I felt it got to like that unhealthy place of like with, you know, with his brother Bolton, like I was like, I was stressed. I was more stressed about like, yeah, and, uh, and cause they both kind of, they have different personalities and different wirings. And, uh, and so, you know, Durham's the kind where Durham would come back. And the first thing he'd do is show me the app and show me how fast and like, like his accountability, yeah, I did it. And I'd be like, good job, Daryl. You know? uh, that's right. And so, you know, and Bolton, Bolton was, you know, he's 12 or he was 11 at the time. And so just, we were all trying to like motivate, motivate him. And he did awesome. I think Bolton did, what do you think? Like close to 300, 300 of yeah. them. And then he just got to the point where he was just done. I think as a parent, you're like... I want to push. I want to encourage. But then the other, t- you know, it, it, you just know at this point, you're like, hey, what's best? So I asked Bolton, I said, would you rather keep going for a lesser number because he missed a day, you know, or a couple of days? And I was like, would you rather keep going for a different number or would you uh, would you want to take a trip? you know, with me just like, and he's like, I want to take a trip with dad. And I was like, at that point we just that, do. So like he won and I want, you know, and I'm like, yeah. man, how many 11 year olds, you know, run 300 days, you know? And so sure. it was, so it was just all, of you know, all of our kids are different and just finding their own way to push and encourage Durham is um, Durham is, he was just, he was driven and he knew that he was going to do it and just keeping, keeping that encouragement going. But I did take great joy um, just watching him, you know, it's just watching him do the thing that was in his heart you know to do and uh and so it was i think it, it drew us closer yeah. as well and then those times when we run to run together um you know i think there was there was one time when we were running together and uh you know there would be times where i would early on where i would stop you know and go slow down so we could we could, you know, run together. And then there was—I remember one time where he—he he slowed. I think I might have been running with a weight vest. I don't know, but like, but like he—I don't know. I'll throw that out there. Maybe it was altered. It I was just altered. got done crossing no, that so Durham, like But I remember there was one time where Durham, like, he slowed down for me. Right. You know, and I'm like, man, what a picture in life. Like, as a dad, when my kids were little, I would slow down to walk with them. And then as, like, as as parents as we age, you know, and then one day our kids will slow down to walk with us, that I'll be, you know, that older man, my kids will have to slow down to walk with me. And I thought, man, that's a beautiful snapshot of just of life and love and being able to slow down for one another. Um, beautiful so I snapshot, a but it. you're
0: like, I didn't want to be there so soon. I'm already <laughs> there. It's 14. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So what about you and your wife With as far as like different motivation? You said she's a runner. Yeah. She she like would 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 you guys like kind of, hey, I think it's going to need to be you today to, yeah. to get to get Durham or, or yeah, Bolton on you know, this.
1: I think, I think it was really a team effort. I mean, I think really like just the encouragement of one another and and just, hey, keep going. And so we all kind of jumped in at the time. Um, so real run, she runs probably four about four to five miles every single day. And uh, so her challenge is finding a Sabbath, finding a day to just rest because she would do that every day, uh, 365, but she takes, you know, one day off and, and walks. And, uh, and so that's, that's her wiring. Mine's, you know, a little bit, I'll do like one run, one five mile, and then I'll do like a couple, two mile, three mile, but five is about as far as I go. And I'll do that on, on Saturdays. And, and so, you know, I think for Durham, he's an athlete, he plays sports, he's running with sports right now. Um, so, I think, as I think I could see running and that discipline being an important part of his story, especially now he's got some uh, new shoes, man.
0: yeah, so, Durham. you I mean, the last day we know you were decked out in Team Brooks. I'm slightly biased about your your outfit that day. but did you feel like at least to some extent those Brooks got that fast time you were looking for?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? I remember the first time I ran with those. I was like, I couldn't even feel them, and like I, looked down, they looked so much more slimmer than the ones I ran before. Not gonna say the name of the ones, but yeah.
0: If you had to pick cross country skiing in a pair of Vans or going for a run (laughs) a pair of Brooks, where are you going?
2: Oh gosh, that's a hard one.
0: Oh, probably Brooks. That boy. you're 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 a total brand ambassador already. The first day I met you, we got these shoes. I was leaving, and Kevin like motion. He's like, "Hey, hold on, real quick, roll down your window." He's and he's like, "Guess what, Durham just said to me," and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Brooks for life, (laughs) dialed in already." Well, I appreciate you wearing Brooks, man. Really, Durham. That is a that is a super cool thing that, that you did that, and uh, it inspired me, man. There was there was a couple times after seeing your dad post that, and then meeting you, I was like, I know, I know, Durham's out there getting it today. So, I mean, it's, it's going to help me get out the door too. So, props to you, man. I'm really really proud of you that you pulled that off, and you know, it's going to do do nothing but help the brand of Brooks. I mean, mm-hmm. that the fact that you wore those in your last run. So, so thanks, man, and congrats on a super super cool accomplishment.
2: Mhm. Thank you.
0: Uh, let's switch up a little bit. Actually, I wanted to talk one one thing. I know Kevin, you said you have run in a marathon, right? You've run uh, you've run a couple like what we'd label distance races. What what's your what's your memory there about getting out there for for quite some time?
1: Yeah, you know it was I, I was at um, the New York Marathon to cheer on a friend. New York was, City, New York City, Big, yeah. biggest marathon in the world, biggest marathon. And so I was remember I was in Central Park. Her name is Athena, and all, we had a group of us traveled up just to support her. And I was standing in Central Park, and we were cheering folks on. And I remember at that moment, I'm watching um, the different people that come, you know, different shapes, different sizes, you know, just people who were just disciplined or determined, right, that they were going to fish. And I remember looking at some some of the people and just older people, younger people all across the spectrum. And there was a sense, like just a seed in my heart, like, man, if they can do this, I can do this, you know, and I was 39. And so it was like, I think that seed was there and then I told um was we came around the beginning of the year I was like I think I'm, I think I'm going to do this I think I'm supposed to do this you know and just had a kind of a I think we have like that sense of calling you know to to certain things in certain times and um and I think there are things that 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 God has for us, that He wants us to learn. So oftentimes He'll call us to something because there are just life lessons, you know. Just like a father, like I would give Durham and say, "Hey, I want you to do this," because there a are year things, long, life yeah. There's a year long life, life lesson, yeah, and I yeah. just think, I think like there are lessons that God wants to. Do. So I, you know, and I was 39. And I think it was probably coming. To, you know, I'm coming to my 40th birthday. Wanted to do it before I was 40, and uh, and so ran uh, ran one up in Virginia. And I did not know that it was the hilliest. It was like in, I think Charlottesville was the town. It was like, had no idea the town had no university of Virginia. It was like close to there, but it was like one of the most hilly marathons. And I had no idea, you know, at the time and then signed up for it, just wanted to do a destination run. So kind of Google destination marathons. And, and it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not built for marathons. Yeah, I'm built more it's like nice. a cinder block man. I'm like, you know, it's, it's like, and it was, long it was way. a, it was a lot. But it was my, my goal was just don't like, don't run. I mean, don't walk. It was right. like, just don't walk. Just keep going. Just don't walk. And um, and there were there were a lot of lessons in the training, and there was a lot, of, there were a lot of lessons that day. And I actually had some friends, um, Athena, the one that I went and saw in New York. Right. They surprised. They were on a trip on spring break, and uh, they were on a trip, and they were at the finish line. Man. Uh Their family. Was up there, so that was cool. You know, there were just uh, some fun surprises along the way. And
0: uh, marathons are hard. I mean, it's it's just like so much training and thinking about it for one day, right? The first marathon I ever ran, I've I've told told this before in the podcast, was New York City Marathon, wow. two thousand seven, I believe. I was in my thirties, and you know, I remember how how much it hurt at the end. I remember that, of course, but. The, the main memory I had for it was the race starts at 10 a.m. It starts on Staten Island, right? And then you run through the borough. So you have to get to Staten Island somehow, whether it be the ferry, whether it be a bus, whatever. I stayed with a relative that lived in Brooklyn just on the other side of the bridge. Well, they closed the bridge at seven. So for him to get me to the start line, he had to drive me over at like 620, drop me off and have enough time to turn around, get back over there we the close it. So. He drops me off at 620. It's like 35 degrees. I'm in New York City. I've never been there in my life. I sit in a field of grass for the better part of four hours waiting to run 26 oh. miles. I mean, I'm not lying, Kevin and Durham. Before I took my first step in that race, I was over it. Like I was yeah. a mental midget when yeah. the gun <laughs> went off. So. Right. Uh, all that to say, uh, you know, running a marathon is is an is an experience and and something you can you know pull things from later in life. Um, I don't necessarily love it either. That's that's you know, it sounds like we're in the same category of not running a marathon. Being I mean, like that was great. Can't wait to do another one. I have run some more that thankfully mm-hmm. went a little bit better, but. There's not ever heart emojis coming out of me when I'm when I'm running those. Uh, so let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about Nashville, uh, Nash, how Nashville became home for you and your family, Kevin. What? T- tell me about that. You were in Georgia
1: before yeah, was, before Nashville, right? So Our family grew up in Gwinnett County, Georgia. and That's where Durham was. Durham was born, and we that's where I was born, and we lived there for for thirty nine years. Right. And uh, and so we um, uh, we thought we'd be there for the rest of our lives, and then it was at the beginning of two thousand seventeen where um where I I began. I had this uh, little room down in our basement where I would where I would pray in the mornings. I just go down there and sit and talk to God and listen, read the scriptures, and um, and I just I felt like this nudge that God was calling us to to Nashville. He was calling us. It was a church uh, in Nashville that needed you know needed a pastor. Was looking for a pastor. I knew of that. I had one friend in Nashville, and that was uh, Annie Downs, who's a she's oh she's a podcast yeah for awesome. sure yeah and, and went to college with her and uh, knew she went to this church and uh, but I just pray God if you want me to go there um, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show have me somebody some show me yeah, yeah. you have to let me know and that and was uh, cross point that was cross point. Right, yeah. yeah and so um so it didn't you know didn't talk to anybody it never kind of put out feelers never really knew just knew um and nobody ever talked with me about being a lead pastor before right but um but i just prayed about it for several months it was after about three months told uh it was the beginning of march told re i said i think i think this is this keeps coming up on the radar. I think this is something we're supposed to do. And, uh, and that was March 17th. Um, I had a clip on Facebook, a little video that went viral, and I just kind of put it out there in a prayer. I said, guy, if you want me to go up there, you can have somebody up there see that and ask me to come and speak at the church. March 19th, I get a uh, I get a call. I got a text from a um, from a guy who was a songwriter who uh, who was at the church that I was at before, and uh, and I didn't even know he was in Nashville. He said, "I've got some friends that are on the search team of the church. They want to talk with you about the lead pastor position." And come to find out, they saw that video oh, that man. weekend and asked me, you know. And I was completely, I was at a, you know, I was at a campus of a church, and when it got far away, no way, there was no reason. for One me person to, in the city, right? There was no reason for me to be on anybody's uh, anybody's right, but but like we could see. God orchestrate things in a way that we couldn't explain and that we couldn't deny. Right, and it was at that point that we that we knew. And making those kind of moves, you know, are hard when you've got, you know, all of our family lived in an eight mile radius. I'm talking about 18 cousins, you know, and their best friends were right there, and uh, and so we we left all that and. Moved up here in 2017, August first. So we're we're right at four as we're recording. We're yeah. right at four uh, four years that we've been here.
0: That's literally the definition of a wing and a prayer. How that came to be, right? Yeah, that's right. What a cool story, man. Yeah. I mean, CrossPoint is a big church. I mean, that is that is uh that's neat that it you know a Facebook post uh, you know makes those is the domino that right. kind of gets that going that's right. super cool yeah, what do you what do you remember Durham about coming to Nashville new 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 city you you left where where you'd been home forever and you get to this new big city life man what what, what do you remember about it
2: um I remember that we uh just moved here and I started uh football for this team and it was just it was just, like I didn't know anybody and I walked in there and after like probably two or three practices, I started to feel good. And that was just, it kind of, I mean, it, was, it just felt really good. And like Nashville, like I never like really went to Atlanta that much. And like Nashville, the city, like it was just, it was a nice place and a nice view and everything. And it was just.
0: It grabbed you more than Atlanta mm-hmm, did. Mm-hmm. You, you, feel, you feel like a Nashville guy now.
2: Um, I'd say so, yes. A
0: little bit. So tell tell me one thing about Nashville that that's your favorite part. You got some great buddies still playing, playing football. Like what, what's one part of the city that you, that you like a lot?
2: I like uh, probably Nashville Titans Stadium. That's yeah. probably my favorite part. Nissan Stadium.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you are singing to the choir. I love the <laughs> Titans about as much as I love anything. Perfect answer, Derb. I love it. That's, that's <laughs> a, literally. I think that's a, that's the uh, that is now the uh, the crescendo of running the six one five. Let me let me ask you, Kevin. I, I wanted to talk just about you know ministry in general and and how I'm sure you've told this story multiple times. But tell me about how ministry got started to. When it was first an idea, to you know, yeah. to now you are the pastor of a, of a really big church in a really big city. That's uh, it's a big deal. I mean, Crosspoint is it's it's awesome. It means so much to so many people. What what's what's
1: that journey been like? Yeah, you know, I think for me, uh, I think it goes back to the back of a police car where yeah. I was. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a in a religious <laughs> in a religious home, and uh, but then there was this. I was also, um, man, I was living a life that, that wasn't consistent with kind of what I was put out there. And I, I was, I was a klepto and, uh, and, um, so kind of had this private world and I remember, um, I got arrested for stealing a CD at a Walmart. And I was um, was the, it
0: ACDC? No,
1: I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, I, It was it was Indigo Girls. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna so edit
0: just, out. Yeah, We're that out. We're editing that part you. out. That <laughs> totally kills the story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, again, Ree, she loved the Indigo Girls, and uh, and so hey, you want to go for a I run? I just got you something yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> and so I remember, I just. I uh, am in the back of that police car and I stole a lot of other stuff. I mean, it's not to glamorize in that stuff, but it was just like in the back of that police car, I was like, look, I can, if I continue to go this trail, this is not going to be the last time I'm in the back of a police car. Right. Like it was almost one of those moments where I'm like, okay, do I go this way or do I go that way? Right. And it was, I just decided in that moment, like, like you're playing card, car, like I'm just going to go all in with God. I'm going to go all in with God. And when I had a sense that I was called to be a pastor, but I, but I didn't want all that. I didn't want to be like maybe some other pastors that I So it was almost like that. God, I'll go all in with you, and yeah. whatever you want. And um, and at that point, like man, started um, really stop living a double life and just go, man, I want to be, have integrity. I want to be the same person front stage as backstage, and and uh, and started uh, started. This is gonna sound crazy, but on Friday mornings, Coach Bailey had a. I was one of the teachers at school. He had a trailer and he would let us meet in there as the fellowship of Christian athletes and that. So we would meet, but he didn't he just let us lead it. And so right. I would just speak on Friday mornings and share, um, share with people who were there and uh, and so, high or in high school yeah. yeah and so I was a junior senior and we just saw a lot of people find hope and find faith and find life and we saw this little movement begin to spread and uh, and so I think sometimes when you do the thing that maybe you're called to do and you see that you're more effective than you can be in your own strength and your own power you start to see you start to see god moving through in the gifts and the callings and i think many people their ministry is not just for pastors it's for everybody but it's we're called to do the thing that, that we're wired that we're hardwired to do right. and uh, and for me it just happened to be be a pastor so then i was a student pastor i worked i left my dad's company i was when i graduated college i was working for him so i had to sit down with my dad and say dad i can't i can't do the family business anymore He was grooming me for that. And I said, I think I need to go to seminary. And uh, that was one of the hardest conversations, you know, because I didn't want to disappoint my dad. And he, he said, he walked around the desk, he put his hand on my shoulder. I'll never forget Drew. He said, I bless you. And, uh, and it was at that point I started going to seminary, which is like pastor school while I was working with him, did that for a few years until I graduated, got hired to be a student pastor, did that for a couple of years. Um, and then ended up at a church called 12 stone where I was at for 14 years and I was a student pastor and then a campus pastor, which oftentimes like there's one church with different locations and a campus pastor pastors, one of those locations. And then, um, and I think God taught me a lot during that time that he would use, you know, in us, in us coming here. And I love, I love people. I love, you know, first off, I love, um, I love God and and the way that I've come to know Jesus personally. I love to help other people find that connection with God, find passion, you know, that he gives, find purpose and meaning in life. And, um, and there's just, there's just a hope that um that I get that I get to share. So um so I absolutely love what I get doing. I love the people of of Crosspoint, the people that I get to get to do that with the staff that's here and uh and what we're what we're getting to see happen in the city. Yeah. Um, it's just it feels like a really special time to uh to be here and sure. that there's a significant there are significant things that are going on.
0: Perfect segue. I mean, that, that was the only follow up I have with that was the past year and a half has been an interesting time uh, with with COVID and whatnot. And, and Crosspoint has had to do some some shifting and a lot of virtual stuff, of course. But, yeah. you know, I feel like there's maybe some opportunities that have come from it that wouldn't have been there. Right. right. Without this. So what's yeah. what's that been you know, like?
1: March 3rd of 2020, like we the tornado hit the building. And, uh, and and many times you go, wow, you know what? What are we going to do? But I think for us, that just reiterated that truth: the church is not a building; the church is the people. And I think sometimes we can get so focused on church buildings that we forget. No, um, we're building the church. Tr- we're building into people, helping people become fully devoted followers of christ and so like as we help people help build into them then the church not being a building the church goes out into the community all week long and uh and able to do what it, the ministry that god has for them so we want to equip people to do that and so i think it turned our attention off of a space and into a city you know yeah and uh and began to dream with god about what He you want to do there and going virtual was um was was hard but it was one of those things where again um you know, people can gather in homes and gather in one or two. You know, I've got a group of guys that I run with every Saturday, and uh, and we we pray with each other. We we did it today before we met here. You know, we yeah. meet up at seven o'clock and we go run Moran Road. You know, we oh, go run that it. together. One
0: one of my favorite routes. Yeah. And then
1: we and then we get done, and we uh, and we and we pray together, and it's like that. That is an expression of church. That's our small group. That's our people. And right. uh, so, yeah, I could talk all day long. No,
0: no, that's, no. I was I was thinking good. about the um just the the you know, the challenge with that in it, but then like the neat thing that comes up to it, and I completely forgot about the the tornado part of it then then right into it, but uh, you're really good at it, Kevin. You do a great job uh, of of being the pastor. Your messages, you know, nine times out of ten, I was like, did somebody email Kevin beforehand about what I've been going through? I mean, like it just, it just relates, and I, as I told you when I when I first met you in Durham, you got a great uh, great uh, joke telling ability. The delivery is always there. It's not the easiest thing to do. You got good pause, and, and you let the jokes in and then you what uh, my favorite you laugh at your own jokes too which is great <laughs> let my the audience kids know. Fun of me. They, they make fun of me of laughing at my own that's jokes. okay that's man right, yeah. i love it let the audience know when it's time to laugh that's <laughs> that's, that's perfect uh so let me ask you this What it now now you know being here four years what's what's the most nashville thing about you
1: mm. and i'll tell you um I, i'll tell you a, a, a route i've run let me can i give two sure okay one like, no rules in running okay. a you get like it. i um I love the restaurants and love the food. So like that would just be the, and I'm, you know, I'm getting into hot chicken. So like that's, I love... That's a I Nashville, Nashville staple. That is, yeah. man. So I'm, I'm just now. I feel like I, just, I read a book called Hot Hot Chicken, and it tells the story of hot chicken in, in Nashville. It was good, you know. Yeah. It was good. So I read that this summer, and so I'm like, man, I think I want to uh, start becoming a, uh, a connoisseur. That's now. right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, so liking that, and we love re, and I love to try different spots. And then I just, um, I left, cro- I left for a run out of Cross Point the other day, and I ran across Jefferson Street Bridge. This is down in Nashville, and ran through um, Centennial Park. Is that what? It, like right. the, and then I ran up the stairs, you know, up the stairs at the Capitol. And I found it's like a, a mile and a half run up there. But it was just one of those, an opportunity. I was standing down at the bottom of Centennial. They just got this map of the state of Tennessee with all these lights, you know.
0: Oh, bicentennial. Bicent- yeah, yeah, yeah. bicentennial. Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and man, I was just, uh, I was down there. And it was just like this sense of like... As I just pray for the city, pray for the people, looking at the capital, it was one of those like transcendent yes. moments, you know, where it's like, I mean, there weren't angels or things that showed up, but it was like, man, it was this, you know, there are moments where that the uh, that the uh, Celtic people, the Celtic people, they called it um, like thin spaces. Right. You know, like there's that moment where you're just like, okay, this is this is kind of sacred in a sense of just praying for the state and praying for the people as we rebuild and as we recover. Um, so I think like at any time I'm down around Nashville, down around that walk from the um uh, from the courthouse going all the way up to, you know, to to war memorial to like right. I just love that territory in there and all the history and all that it represents. Is, Feels like cool. Nashville. It, it does. Sure. It's special. Yeah. yeah special cool. place. So.
0: What about you, Durham? Na- Nashville, what's the most Nashville thing about you? Do you have a c do you have a cowboy hat? You got cowboy boots? Like where do you feel that's probably not the um, answer you're going for. Whatever is Nashville to you is okay.
2: Uh Ah, uh, there's not much Nashville, but probably Julio Jones. Yes, the most Nashville I thing. Mean,
0: somebody That's, sent you the Cliff Notes yeah. for me. That is the <laughs> best answer I've ever heard. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah, you got it.
2: Um, because I love the Titans, and I mean not Titans. Oh, I love Titans, but Falcons are number one. Falcons first, and okay. so, kind of sad that Julio left, but. Now that he's up here. I guess he's the most Nashville thing.
0: Yes, that's uh-huh. well. Maybe he's coming here to be closer to you. Yeah, maybe maybe think, it feels more so. like home. But he's got to go be next to Durham. Durham's mm-hmm. running three hundred sixty-five days a year. I gotta, I gotta up my game. I'm gonna yeah. go where it's happening. Uh-huh. Golly, uh-huh. what a great answer, Durham. You're, you're knocking it out of the park <laughs> today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about music, Durham. Let me ask you this: who, who's some of your favorite artists that you listen to? Who's, who's a favorite band or favorite artist? You got some music that just love it big uh, big time
2: um favorite band is pearl jam yes mm-hmm. god what a great uh, yeah i just started getting into that probably like at the beginning of summer or so it's yeah. just i i like it cuz it's like tells a story and everything and i do like uh gosh um I indigo like- girls <laughs>
0: no, no 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 i know. Pearl, pearl jam is great man yeah. eddie Vedder is is one of the mm-hmm. best frontmans there that's a great that's a great answer um have you seen any concerts yet in 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 40 i didn't see my first concert i don't think till i was 17 have you seen any yet
2: uh here um I yeah i don't i don't know well, you so. got plenty of time for yeah. that.
0: Pearl Jam is going to be coming back mm-hmm. around too. Maybe that should be first. My first was Metallica. That was that was an aggressive start. Yeah. <laughs> music, but uh, still, still, uh, still love uh, some loud music mm-hmm. to this day. What about you, Kevin? Music? Who's who's your
1: who's your favorites? What's, if I'm what's working it? out, like, yeah. I I like I really I like Chili Peppers. Yep. Um, I do Pearl Jam classic for me. It takes me back. I mean, I like I like music from the. I like the. Uh, if they I brought like, it in the '90s. They did you like it. Yeah. I like Counting Crows. Like yeah. I, I like um, I like some of that. That rock, um, yeah. So mostly, mostly ninety stuff. And when we're working out, that's what we'll, uh, that's what we'll listen to. Yeah, we'll
0: loud and proud. Let me ask you this: If there's a concert tonight that you can create at the Ryman Auditorium, you get to go see anybody you want. You, wife, kids, you get to go see the show. Who, who would you, who would you like to see at the Ryman?
1: I would pick Counting Crows. That yeah. would be. If I'm bringing the whole family, I mean, they know all the lyrics to August and everything after, so the yeah. whole family knows that one. So awesome, a, yeah. Pearl Jam for you, Durham
2: for sure there for
0: sure. you go there mm-hmm. well i'd like to see that bill maybe counting crows opens up for pearl jam we'll see yeah, if we hopefully. can make that happen mm-hmm. uh all right guys here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna mix this up you guys don't know these questions that are coming <laughs> this is called running the 615 speed sessions all right okay. good news is we're gonna start with kevin there is no wrong answers you just say what comes to you but you're gonna have to pass the microphone back and forth i'll let you know who i'm asking these questions are we ready ready Good news is we're still recording. Awesome. All right, here we go. Just some some of these are quick questions. Some of them are easy. Some of them are, you're going to have to think. Durham, you ready? ready? Okay, here we go. Kevin, are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Okay. Durham, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Breakfast. All right. Kevin and Durham on this one. Kevin, favorite restaurant in Nashville? Uh, Hawkers. Hawkers. Right. Hawkers. Hawkers, team effort. All right. Uh, Durham, would you rather have coffee, tea, soda, or water?
2: Uh... Oh, uh, gosh, water.
0: Water, okay. You're a runner. You got to put that. Kevin, dogs or cats? Dogs. Tradition lives on. We've had 27 episodes. Dogs, 27 out of 27. There you go. Uh, Durham, are you a talker or a listener? A listener. Okay. Kevin, beach or mountains? Beach. Durham. Something that is not good for you, but you do it anyway. Now I know your dad's sitting right next to you, so you can go a lot of places. <laughs> something, that, something that's not good for you, you do anyway.
2: Uh, Probably video games. Okay. Well,
0: that's all right. That's a good one. We're going to switch it. Kevin, something that is good for you that you wish you did more of?
2: Mm. Wow.
1: Listening.
0: Listening. Okay. (laughs) Well, you can teach us some things, Durham. Uh, How about this? Durham, what is your favorite cookie or candy?
2: Um, My favorite candy is Reese's. Yes.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Reese's Pieces?
2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Man, Durham, you're my favorite. That
0: is such a great answer. Um, How about this? Kevin, and this is going to be two of you. Kevin, what's your favorite sports team? Uh, i'd say the titans titans perfect answer
2: atlanta falcons then titans
0: okay god we're making we're making strides here today uh durham this is for you where's your favorite vacation spot um probably seaside seaside mm-hmm. how about this kevin favorite destination or dream vacation that you've not been to uh, maui maui oh yeah good one uh this is for both of you what is your favorite tv show or movie of all time
2: Friday Night Lights. Yes, that's a great one. The TV show.
0: TV show, not the movie. Got got it. Great answer. Kevin, favorite TV show or movie?
1: Favorite movie is Braveheart. Oh, my
2: gosh.
0: One of the few movies I saw in the theater twice. I loved it so much. This is for both of you again. What Olympic sport would you participate in if you were in the Olympics? 100-meter dash. Man, dude. If
2: if I was good at it.
0: The 100-meter dash is the greatest. wrestling wrestling yeah you know my dad told me that he thought i should be in the javelin catch (laughs) which is not an event he just yeah yeah, he's like hey you'd be good at it you got a gift okay kevin this is for you what are you afraid of
1: um i'm afraid of snakes man me too i'm there every root is a snake when i run at the the trailer
0: yeah me too i wish i could have a crew come out and go on the trail first it's clear no snakes all right i'm ready for a run uh, how about this, Durham? Do you listen to music or no music on the run?
2: Um, I do both, but I like listening to music more. Yep,
0: me too. If you had to pick a song, one song to run to that's just going to get you at you, you got one you like?
2: Uh, Black by Pearl Jam.
0: Yes, great song. Same to you. Favorite song to run, Kevin?
2: Uh,
1: favorite song to run? Um, that's a great question. I don't listen to music when I run. I, uh, have sang you know,
0: Durham saying Pearl GMT. Yeah,
1: I would, I would, I like that or a live okay, yeah.
0: great, great stuff. Uh, this is for Kevin. What is your favorite running path to run on? Actually, what is your favorite running path you've ever run on?
1: Yeah. So we had a, we had a park right across the street from our house. It was called Mulberry, Mulberry park. And there was about a six mile, uh, six mile uh, trail run. And in so Georgia that was uh, in Georgia. Nice. Yeah. And so that was my, that was my go to. And then I found Percy, um, Percy Warner and, awesome. uh, and it's, it feels the same, you know, that there's like a two and a half, three mile loop that right. just, and it, it feels the same. It's just about half the distance, which is even
0: better. So yeah. Even, so love that. Absolutely. Even better. Uh, here we go. Durham, if you won a million dollars, we already know you're a thousand dollars. Let's say you million, you won a million dollars. What's the first thing you buy?
2: Uh, probably a car, even though I can't uh, drive it.
0: Buy it. Wait for to use it. Mm-hmm, Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would buy a birthday party with Julio Jones. That's what I'd, I'd, I'd have it there. Uh how about this Kevin? What is the biggest
1: misconception about you? Uh, biggest misconception about me. Um That's a great question for. That's
0: okay if there are none.
1: That I know all of the Bible um uh addresses to scripture. Like sometimes people tell they'll tell well, me a verse. They'll drop they'll, it on you. What is and it? Go, like, uh, okay. uh, there's I'm a like, lot in i like, let's ask Google. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: let's look it up.
0: I bet I've heard of it, but I don't know if I know exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh how about this? Durham favorite holiday?
2: Christmas.
1: All right, Kevin, who inspires you? Uh there's a there's an old retired chicken farmer named Ronnie Brassfield who, uh, who when I was in college, who who started investing in me and a mentor for me, and he just um, he went back to school and became a, like a counselor, and uh, so yeah, he's inspired me for a long time. Oh man, great, uh, Durham.
2: What has running taught you? Um, that with hard work and discipline, you can do many things. Man, perfect answer. Good job.
0: Uh, how about this, Kevin? What is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? Mm. We already talked about Kevin in the back yeah. of a police car. What, yeah. what what would you say to that guy?
1: I think um, I think I said uh, for a long time I want to do great things for God, and uh, I would say to myself, I say just do things and let God be the great one. Yeah, yeah. Just do things every day. Just do things and let Him be great.
0: Yeah. God be the glory. How about this, Durham? High five, hug, or a fist bump? Hug. Hug, perfect. Mm -hmm. Last question, Kevin, simple one. What is the purpose of life?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dial that one up for us real (laughs) quick for the audience. Did
0: you guys talk about this one too? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. purpose of life. but I would say I think it's the Westminster Catechism that says the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. I love that because it's just it brings the joy and the glory to God. And we do that in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah, it's good man thank you Durham's uh, excuse me uh, Queens for being here for this I was looking at Durham and I said this thank you Kevin Queen and Durham Queen for being here for this podcast I think it's a super neat story that you that you that you ran every day for a year when I when I saw it I was like oh man that, that we got to get those boys in Brooks I like, guess immediately where my mind went it's just neat to meet you Durham and talk about it and then get to watch you run that last last mile like like I said it was a cool thing and appreciate you guys coming and talking about it man I, I most of the time I'm watching you talk Kevin so it's cool. To have you come over here and, and and be a part of this, thank you yeah. very much. And
1: I just I want to thank you because uh, I think um, I think sometimes w- one of the greatest ways to love people is uh, is like when you love their kids. And so I want to thank you for the way that you've just you've honored Durham and uh, and spoken encouragement and. And, uh, and been an inspiration for him. So, so thank you for the way you love my boy. Thank you for having us into your home and yeah, being a part man. of this and
0: just grateful. Happy to so. do it. Congrats again, Durham. Thanks for being a part of it. I guess I will see you next time at Nissan Stadium with us both wearing Julio Jones jerseys. <laughs> you new Julio Jones fan, people maybe just think it's my jersey with my own last name on the back of it, but excited to see it, man. Thanks for being here, guys. Awesome.